Welcome to the Free From Binge Eating Podcast with me, Breed, your host. Binge eating sucks. Trust me, I know. I was stuck in that spiral of binge, restrict, diet, yo-yoing weight loss, feeling guilty and ashamed, and hating my body for 10 years. Now that I'm out, I'm turning my pain into purpose by helping you stop binging, start loving your body, self, and life again. It's time to live free from binge eating. Are you ready? Let's go. And, you know, many of us really just were not taught how to be resilient to uncomfortable emotions at all. I mean, many of us weren't even taught how to feel emotions. You know, those typical phrases that we all grew up with, don't cry, stay strong, suck it up, be a man, stay positive, all those things. I'm sure they sound familiar at one point or another in your life. And what I'm getting at is... We just need to be compassionate with ourselves in this process of learning to unlearn binge eating when we feel loneliness, to get some positive results and start feeling just happier about life. So moving on from that, let's get into this episode in early childhood that we we don't want to feel sad. We don't want to feel these quote unquote bad emotions and we can learn a better way that's more sustainable and helpful to us long-term. I would say that combined with under-eating and mental restriction, it was huge. I'd say like my loneliness was at least 50% of the reason why I was binge eating. I was really, um, if you go back and listen to some of my past episodes on my own journey where I go into detail, you'll see that I went to university basically and I just struggled to assimilate and like create a good social group which was really tough for me because in high school I'd always kind of like felt pretty good about socializing and had a great group of friends and so it was just a real shock to the system and it was kind of a negative spiral because I didn't have a great friend group, wasn't going out, feeling shitty about myself, feeling lonely, eating, then feeling even more gross, not wanting to go out, not wanting to make that effort to put yourself out there and be vulnerable and make more friends because I felt like I was starting to gain weight and I saw that as such a negative thing at the time. So yeah, it was just like a really negative spiral that lasted for years. And um, yeah, so I know if, I'm sure you know that if you're in that spiral, loneliness is a key factor for your binge eating. I'm sure you know how difficult it is to break that cycle, but here we are. This episode is here to help you. So I guess let's kind of like set the scene, right? Like, do you kind of find yourself going straight to food as soon as you feel that ounce of loneliness? Maybe you feel it for like a minute, but then you're like, oh, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to go eat. And it probably happens in that spare time when you get home from work or school in the evenings or even on weekends as well. I know even for me on weekends, I was binge binge eating just because I really had such an unfulfilling social life like it's basically non-existent and then you get to a point where you just do not trust yourself to be alone because you know you're gonna binge eat like you just feel like you have no control of yourself so then potentially you even start to avoid being alone or you seek out opportunities where you could stay out for longer I know I didn't do that too much because (laughs) I just I was, I'm already like a bit of an introvert. So I like, I need that alone time, but I wanted to be able to enjoy my alone time. But I did find that I was always looking forward to holidays when I'd go back to like where my mom was, where, where my dad was, 
because then I knew I'd be surrounded by people pretty much 24-7 for like a week or two. And then I'd be like, yes, I'm not going to binge. This is going to be great. I'm going to lose weight. Perfect. But then, you know, as soon as I got back to my dorm room or my apartment, like once I started working, um, straight to binge binge eating. It was like this buildup of pressure within me of holding myself from binge eating, which I'm sure at that point was a little bit of um, habit as well. Like my mind and body at this point expected to be binging like at least four times a week. And then when I was on holiday for two weeks, holding that back, like this thing that I just expect and looked forward to because I know that the initial moments of a binge, it's this buildup of excitement. Like, oh my God, this is, it's almost going to be fun. And obviously you're eating delicious food. So you're going to be eating something delicious without limits. So yeah, I would, honestly, I would be coming home from the airport, topic of facing emotions and self-soothing, but she talks about the basic human emotions, and I think there were something like eight of them, and it was about five to six that were what we would call bad or negative emotions, but it just shows that like, okay, we didn't evolve to have eight basic emotions for us to ignore six of them, five or six of them. So yeah, we're not going to run from it, we're going to tell ourselves I'm feeling the sensation of loneliness right now and I'm safe. It's okay to feel what I'm feeling. Then we want to notice the sensations in our body. Notice that desire to leave your body, to retreat into your mind, to start thinking, oh my God, I hate this feeling. Let me just go quickly to the kitchen and get that leftover thing and eat it all. We want to just push through this by spending a few moments actually feeling what this emotion feels like in our body that really helps us to stay stay present but also let this emotion be felt because remember thoughts are the language of the mind and emotions is the language of our body so we want to be in our body to hear or listen to that emotion so i want you to spend at least 90 seconds on this step to feel okay what does this feel like physiologically is it a tightness in my stomach Is it a a contraction in my chest, a tightness in my throat? Really want to feel it in our body instead of going into our mind to create stories like, oh, I'm just such a loser. Like I have no friends. I just, I'm too lazy to like put effort into making friends. I'm too shy, blah, 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 whatever it might be. So feeling the feelings in our body. Some extra ideas that you could do during this step is to visualize roots of a tree grounding you down through your feet to where you are, through the soles of your feet, and feel energy moving through you into the ground, sort of like, we're releasing this feeling a little bit, we're safe where we are, and remember, stick with it, even if it's uncomfortable, it's going to pass soon, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit more in a second, but just to continue with these steps first, start to relax into it, keep breathing, notice that the more we hang out, this feeling is starting to shift, it's not staying as intense as it was at the very start. And you might be surprised, it might even be a matter of moments before this feeling starts to feel less intense or even pass. Now, the next step, number four, is to get the lesson from this emotion. So remember, as I said, we don't randomly have these eight basic emotions, five or six of which are like negative or feel bad to us. They're not random. They are here to communicate something to us through our body. So your step, your job here is to ask yourself, like, what is this here to teach me? What do I need most right now? 
all emotions are simply clues. They're here to tell us something. So if it's an uncomfortable emotion, it's telling us something is a little bit off. So yeah, we want to ask that emotion, ask ourselves, what do we need most right now? Most likely, once you're in this sort of more calmed down present state without your mind spinning all around, like freaking out about this feeling and wanting to go straight to food, once you slow down, you might find that you might find that you start to understand actually what I do need most right now is not to go binge and it might be XYZ instead. Step five, take action on this learning. Don't just get the learning and then ignore it. I mean, I know I kind of did that for a long time. I knew I was lonely. I knew I wasn't putting effort into making friends. I could see everyone else on social media having fun, partying, going out together. So I knew what I needed, but I just wasn't doing the thing for many reasons. But this step is probably the most important. Like we have to take action on this feeling. If you're feeling lonely, maybe in that moment, you just need to call a friend. There could be lots of different actions you might take here, short term or long term, but you've got to start taking actions. Now, just going back to that kind of fun fact I was going to elaborate a little bit more on. So back when you're spending time, like 90 plus seconds, feeling that emotion in your body, just letting it be there. When I said that, you know, you might be surprised that it's going to pass faster than you think. This is actually fascinating. And I think this is another fact from that book, Emotional Agility by... Um, Dr. Susan David, but she basically said that studies show that feelings move through us in about 90 seconds. Sometimes a little bit more, sometimes less, but on average, we actually only really feel this sensation, this uncomfortable feeling of loneliness in our body for 90 seconds. And that's not really too bad, is it? If we can learn to hang out with it for a minute and a half, then we can definitely tolerate this feeling. And by the way, this you know, translates to all other feelings that we can feel. So this whole framework and this information is really helpful for boredom, sadness, anxiety, um, guilt, all these kind of feelings, or even positive feelings, by the way, like you can use these steps to really immerse yourself and indulge in more positive feelings. Because sometimes we kind of don't really smell the roses and we feel something positive and then we just move on with our day. So yeah, it can be really great to like relish in nicer feelings too. I'm going to pause right there for a minute to share something with you. So if you've been listening so far and feel like you're ready to start your recovery journey with me, I've got the perfect springboard. That is my free masterclass, Why You're Still Binge Eating and How to Stop. It's a 35-minute free video masterclass where I'll walk through all of the reasons you might still be binging. Then I'll give you three actionable steps to stop binge eating. So if you're looking for actual results in your life, want to never binge again, trust me, I know the feeling, I was stuck for 10 years doing that, then head to the show notes to get instant access today. I'll also gift you something for joining me at the masterclass, but I'll leave that surprise for you to find out for yourself. Life is just so damn short and it's not worth feeling so miserable, unhappy, unhealthy with binging taking over. So watch the masterclass today to start your new life. Okay, let's get back into the show. Okay, so we've gone through those steps of how to self-soothe, but, you know, it's one thing to self-soothe when you feel lonely so that you don't, you know, go straight to food as a crutch, create that pattern interrupt, go a different route that's more sustainable and helpful to you. That's great and definitely do this. But if you're feeling like you're just constantly lonely, 
this feeling is just not going away, then going through these steps might just start to feel like this endless task. Like it gives you a bit of relief in the moment, but then your life is just lonely. Like you are just lonely all the time or often. So if this emotion does keep coming up, remember those self-soothing steps, right? So especially step four and five, we want to learn what we need and take action on that so that we don't keep having to go through this over and over and over again. Maybe your lesson is that you feel that your social life is just not fun, it's not enriching, maybe non-existent like mine basically was, and that you really do need to put in more effort to prioritize this and find your people, people that you crave to spend time with, that you want to spend time with, don't want to spend time with you. And I really know that it can be such a negative loop when you're feeling lonely, then you binge, then you feel gross, then you don't go out, then you feel lonely, and so on. So if you're in this loop, we must break it. Obviously, I think one step in that loop where we could break things is how you actually respond to the binge so that you don't end up feeling gross for too long after and sort of like break it at that part. But I, and then, and then yeah, like not letting it affect your actions in terms of not going out. But I really think in terms of when it's loneliness, we have to break it at a different part of the cycle. We have to alleviate the loneliness. We're gonna all feel lonely at times in our lives. And we, yeah, we wanna be able to trust ourselves to be alone, to enjoy me time and be okay with that. Obviously everyone needs alone time. So we wanna be able to do that. But if it's this constant feeling of loneliness, we've got to alleviate some of it because that's just, that's just too much. You probably already know what you've got to do. You've probably been putting it off for a while because there's friction, it's difficult. We're humans, we want to take the easy way out. But you've got to push through that discomfort, that resistance, and put more effort into socializing, going out, make it a real priority to schedule in meeting friends or making new ones if you need to as well. Or even spending time with family. Humans really are social creatures, even the most shy, even the most introverted of us, we still need to socialize. It is truly just such a basic need that needs to be met. Think of it as a need. I don't know if you guys have ever played Sims, but I grew up playing Sims, like truly I was addicted to it. You might remember if you played Sims that one of the needs along with like hygiene, food, sleep, one of them is social your social need. It's your job to ensure that you're taking care of yourself by enjoying time spent with other people. And I know it can be hard work, it's time consuming, especially when you're starting from scratch. I mean, that's me right now in Barcelona. I've been here for six months and really having to like put in the time and effort to make friends and create proper relationships. But it's going to be worth it when you're no longer, you know, binge eating every time you feel lonely, when you're feeling lonely all the time. Prevention is better than cure, I always say. So we've got to, you know, dig down the root of the problem. The problem seems like you're binge eating and that is a problem. Obviously, it sucks. But the real problem is that you're feeling lonely a lot of the time. So you know what to do. You've got to start putting effort into alleviating that feeling of loneliness. One or two extra tips on how to stop binge eating when you're feeling lonely, just some smaller smaller things, is one is, you know, you might have, have this sort of like habit at this point where I feel lonely, I go binge. I feel lonely, I go binge. We need to really interrupt that. And obviously one form of interrupting is the five steps that we talked about earlier. It can really 
slow things down, get into your body, learn the lesson, take the action. But it might be that you need a bigger pattern interrupt. Because I'm imagining, you know, if you do these five steps, it's probably, you know, you haven't even moved from where you're, you were sitting. Maybe you're watching TV, the show ends, you realize how lonely you feel. And then you're like, wait, let me do those five steps. But you're still sitting on the couch and you're still, you know, in this sort of um, stagnant place, like static. But maybe you need something bigger that's just going to like completely flip the script and get your mind out of this pattern of like, I sit on the couch, I feel lonely, I go eat. So maybe you need to move to a different room in the house. Maybe you need to go out for a walk. Maybe you need to go and talk to someone. Maybe you need to go scream in a car, <laughs> scream into a pillow. Maybe you need to jump around and move your body and get energy moving. There's lots of different things that you could be trying to do to break that pattern interrupt. Another little tip is that, and it's something we talk about in the 30 day reboot as well, but like coaching yourself. So in neuroscience, I cannot remember the exact term, but there's a concept where, you know, when we give ourselves our, our friends advice, we usually give really good advice, very um, calm, cool, collected kind of advice. And when we give ourselves advice, when we're in a struggling spot, it's usually not as good. For example, post binge, we're freaking out. What's the advice we tell ourselves? Oh my God, you're such a loser. You've ruined it again. Like what's wrong with you? Tomorrow we're just gonna skip lunch and go to the gym for two hours. That sounds like terrible advice, <laughs> but I'm sure, what, what would you coach your friend if she had just binged? What would you tell her? I'm sure it would be completely different. So there's this concept in neuroscience where you basically coach yourself in the third person. So it's not like, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. It's, read, you are going to do this. Tomorrow, after you wake up from the you know post-binge in the morning, I want you to go do this, and then you're going to go do that, and you're going to feel so much better. So it's a real thing. It's a real concept. And then the last mini tip is, I know I definitely did this when I was... Um, always binging from feeling lonely I was always thinking you know I don't want to be doing this I I want to stop the binge eating so I know what I don't want but I never actually thought like how do I want to be able to spend my alone time like what does that look like we spend often in our life with different problems we spend a lot of time and focus on like I don't want to be doing this I want to stop this but we don't also visualize what does that version of ourselves who doesn't do that like what does she do how do my evenings look when i'm alone so it might be you know sitting down thinking about that or maybe writing it out like writing out what would an ideal evening look like and just how can i take one tiny step to sort of break this pattern and molds that i'm in right now and step into that version of me even if you fail and you end up binging but just like taking one step to embodying the version of yourself that you want to be. Also on this note, there are visualizations in terms of visualizing your best self, your best life, which you can then, you know, narrow down and make it, how do I want to visualize an alone time, uh, an evening spent alone with myself, not binging. Um, I have visualizations for that in the 30 day reboot. So that could be really helpful for you. And yeah, so I think, I hope, first of all, this was all helpful and gave you some ideas, some actions that you can start taking. I know learning to deal with uncomfortable emotions really can be, it can feel like a big task because it's really stripping away everything we've been taught so far 
that we've taken on since childhood to run away from bad emotions, but it really is worth it and it's going to help you let go of this need to binge eat whenever you feel any negative emotion and finally just be free of that and feel so much more confident in yourself that you can face difficult emotions. You are resilient emotionally. And as you guys know, if you want support, more support in your food healing journey, you've got my 30-day reboot. It's in the show notes and it's where I guide you step-by-step towards a life of food freedom. And as I said earlier, within that course, we go through this whole self-soothing framework in much more detail, along with guided meditations to help you really implement the tools and see actual change. That's it from me, guys. Um, Thank you for tuning in and I hope to see you again next week. And that's the scoop for today. I hope you enjoyed the episode and learned something new that you can start applying to your life. It really helps my podcast to grow and reach more women who are struggling as well when you rate and review. So if you got a spare minute, I would appreciate it so much if you could rate and review. And if you took something from this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could share it with someone in your life. Change someone's day, mood, or even their life. Be that person. I know I absolutely love it when my sister sends me podcast episodes. It just shows me she's thinking of me and she wants to help me elevate alongside her. As always, feel free to DM me on Instagram at freewithbreed. I'm always open for feedback. And let me know what you want me to speak about on the podcast, because after all, this podcast is for you. Okay, that's it from me. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and I will see you next time.